Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to It's Rainmaking Time. This is Kim Greenhouse. It's a pleasure to be with you again. Before I share with you the interview I did with Startmill and Alex von Estren in the Netherlands, I just want to share with you that for those people listening who value privacy, who feel and know deep inside it's a human right, that you have the right to send a letter, whether it's in regular um, envelope or in a package or in an email or in a text, you have the right to send private communications and to know that when you send something, it's to that person. It's not being captured and archived and stored by anybody. So if you're one of those people this is definitely a show for you. Startmail started off with Startpage, and Startpage was an anonymous search engine. We had interviewed them a few years back. And I, I'm a Startmail user, and I use it when I send sensitive communication, legal communication, business communication, trademarking, all kinds of applications that I want to make sure are private. Nothing in the United States, where I'm from, is private. Nothing. Those days are long over. So when you send a contract to somebody, to a Gmail, a Hotmail, a Yahoo, not only is it highly hackable, but all those companies, if they want to, can read your emails. There's nothing private about what you're sending. And what's interesting to me is that when the owner of LavaBit shut down his email service that was encrypted because he got a national security letter that basically also gagged him from talking about it, he ended up, instead of handing over all the emails or handing the back door to the email system, shutting the whole service down. He didn't want to compromise his users. And right now, if you live in the United States, and it's not just here, it's also in other countries, there is no private email. There are no private electronic communications. So for those of you who have that interest, not because you have anything to hide, but because your data and your information and what you're doing deserves the protection in the same way you would lick an envelope or wet an envelope and close it when you take it to the post office, Startmail is an option for you. And it's a company that's in the Netherlands. It's worthy of taking seriously. And when you get a letter from the National Security Agency and you have a company like that in the U.S., you're done. Basically, this even induced Phil Zimmerman, the creator of PGP, the owner of Silent Circle, the black phone creator, to shut down their email service shortly afterwards. The writing was on the wall. He would be back at the National Security Agency dealing with the same type of issue. So sadly to say, in the United States, there are no provisions for privacy. So please, as you listen to this conversation with Alex Van Ustren, even though I start out the interview kind of light, know that this is very serious, that you have to use a service in other parts of the world to get a modicum of privacy so that you have legal standing to have it. 
Ladies and gentlemen, if you have questions, please write in and enjoy the show. Thank you very much. Here it goes. It is a great day at The Hague, <laughs> and you wouldn't believe who's here. I found Startmail at startmail.com at The Hague, a beautiful location in the Netherlands. I'm here with Alex Bonestrin. Yep. Welcome in our office. <laughs> it's a great pleasure to be with you. Ladies and gentlemen, I have been a start mail and a start page lover for years. I interviewed Alex back in 2012, I believe. Mm -hmm. And so much has happened in the area of data retention, privacy, what's going on in the world, revelations about what it really means to keep your emails private, the question of whether privacy is really necessary. We're here at The Hague in his office, and I've had a chance to meet his team and understand by sitting with him the last hour and a half the history and background of Startmail and Startpage, and it's absolutely fascinating, their journey, how they've developed this, what's up and coming, and I want you all to know about Startmail. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome one of their, really one of the people that started at the beginning to develop this wonderful company, Alex Von Estren. Welcome to It's Rainmaking Time. Thank you. I would love for you to talk to us a little bit about, first of all, let's talk to the average person who is unaware why it's relevant today more than ever to maintain security of their data vis-a-vis -vis email and search. Right. Um, what's happening today is that all internet kind of services are cheap. Actually, they are free. And in this world, normally, and the internet is not different than normal, nothing is for free. So what happens actually is if a service is for free, you pay with your private data because that data is interesting for advertisers, for example, and um, is being sold to advertisers uh, in the sense of that you can, for example, do target advertising for a lot of products. And that's where the money is coming from. So there's nothing for free. And if it's for free, you have to ask yourself, what happens with my data? And why should people care today what happens with their data? I mean, I know this, you know this, a lot of people listening would know this, but what's the big deal about having your data available if you're not doing anything wrong? Well, here in the Netherlands at least, but I know a lot of places on earth where this is the case, is that privacy is a human right. And it's actually, it's in the law here in the Netherlands, but in a lot of other countries as well. But actually today, uh, the information is collected. And although you have signed the terms of service for all the services you use, so legally it's, it's okay, but you don't pay for the service. So yeah, it's, it's a deal actually between the service that you share your data. And what we believe, and that's our mission uh, in life, or have, has became our mission in life, is that um, it's your data. And you have, if, if you don't mind, it's fine. If you don't mind that your, your data is collected and is used and, and, and is used for target advertising and those kind of uh, and profiles, then it's fine. 
But um, what we believe is that you should be very careful with that data because once it's disclosed in the internet to a, a service or any service, then it's on the internet probably forever. And there might be uh, somewhere in time uh, a reason you don't want that information to be publicly known or less publicly known, but it's yours, so keep it yours. And there's another aspect to it, and that is much broader. And I'm a very, very positive person, but there's one natural law in life, and that is history repeats. And we have seen many privacy breaches in the past uh, and not only on online and in, in, uh, even before far before the internet was existing we have seen situations in the world where information was abused or used actually to um, to follow people to to even murder people and that's something you always have to keep in mind and it might be that you trust the government today but you might find it differently tomorrow or the day after tomorrow Talk about the example of the post box. I thought that was a very, very good example to the public of the application of when data is collected, it's very much like, I think you said, somebody standing at the post box. Yeah, right. Talk about that. Right. I mean, we are, what what we actually did with StartMail is, of course, a secure uh, mail environment. So you, your inbox is, is secure. That's one. That's the most important, of course. But other what, important... What does that mean before you get to the other important thing? What does that mean it's secure to the people listening? Um, that means that, uh, for example, in StartMail, we offer a vault, a user vault. That means if you're logged out of your account, your vault is closed. Nobody can get into your inbox if you're logged out. Not possible at all. Even if we would be forced to look into it, we can't. We simply cannot. We do not store passwords and the vault is closed. That is a very important aspect because what happened in the past at some, uh, at, at one, at least one I know of, but probably more, um, that governments, for example, ask, give me the information of person ABC, but uh, at the same time, give me everything because that's that's possible as well, right? So yeah, then you have to protect yourself as, as a service provider, which you probably can't. But in our case, that situation can never happen because of those closed faults, because it's closed, it's, it's all encrypted and it only can, opened, can be opened by the person itself. The second, uh, yeah, very easy privacy feature is if you delete something in the internet, it's deleted for 100%. So it will never appear anywhere. Uh, it can never be appear anywhere. And you have to doubt if that happens with other uh, email services uh, as well. And, I mean, it, probably not. I think it doesn't. One of the things I like is that you're fully independent. And being fully independent also has a balancing act to do, which means you're dealing with servicing privacy and at the same time being in the real world on a commercial level. So you have both. You have the integration of both. Talk a little bit about how it is that you're independent and why that's, that helps you scale and make a better and better and better evolving product. Our company is financed by ourselves, so we don't have capital investor investors involved. We um, earn money with the search engines because we display sponsored results on our uh, result page. And that's how we finance StartMail. Um, so that means that 
we are independent and um, yeah. So for example, you know, when there are capital investors involved, there might be a day that uh, the money aspect becomes uh, more relevant than privacy, which you can't control if that happens. Uh, in our case, that doesn't happen. It can't happen because we don't have, uh, we finance ourselves. But what happened is over over a period of time, you evolved into an independent company that could enable its own products. So you have the finance side or the, econo- mm. the economic side, which is in coherence with the mission side. Right. To me, this is a whole system yeah. where in many companies, one of the things that happens with new startups and new companies and inventions and discoveries is that the finance side is not in coherence in synergy with the mission. Right. And then you have one that completely takes over the other because that's usually what happens. Yeah. So this is a very important part that you are financially able to scale this any way that you want and develop it over time. Right. And continue to develop it without having to answer to pure financial people. Yeah. And that this is, is uh, really important, everybody. Yeah. And it, it's we are a, a profitable company as you know start page and start mail as a whole and that that is a luxury on one hand on the other hand it's essential for our privacy mission and for us privacy is is not just you know something we do today and we might do tomorrow but it's uh, a mission uh, what we uh, we have built our entire entire business around privacy so some people ask us sometimes you know how do i know that you do you offer privacy today but how do i know that you offer it tomorrow as well um, and that is easy to answer and of course we have built our system securely and we have put a lot of effort in penetration testing and and all kinds of technical stuff but one of the the most important aspects is that if our privacy will be jeopardized by ourselves so imagine that we would do that then our business would be uh, disappear and will be vanished within probably weeks or or days because when people get known or people know get get into the news you know that we are not offering privacy or or we are less offering or offering less security then uh, it will become uh, an, uh, public knowledge and uh, we are done because our whole strategy is based on uh, uh, offering privacy. I think that we have a public that is angry since the Snowden release of information, since finding out that the NSA has been monitoring everything for many, many years. We have people that are in outrage. We have people that are upset. We have people that are afraid. We have people that are distrustful of not just the government, but of any company that dares to say, we are securing your privacy or we're securing your data. When we found out how intensive the data breaches and the monitoring and the surveillance is, the public is very skeptical. So one of the things I appreciated listening to you this morning before we are even doing this interview is the extent to which you've gone into the features the behind-the-scenes protection points that you have in StartMail. And I wondered if there's anything you want to talk about beside the obvious, which is you don't collect the IP address. What else? Yeah, we, we of course, we have many privacy features in, in StartMail, like, for example, the fact that when you delete something, it's really for 100% deleted. It's not only disappearing from your in, in, incoming uh, queue, but it's really deleted, 100%. We have other features like, for example... Uh, email aliases. Uh, so, for example, when you 
want to apply for a newsletter or something, you very often have to supply an email address to confirm your, your existence, so to speak. And usually those email addresses are used for sending spam. What you can do with Startmail is that when you send an email, you can create on the fly an email alias. And that alias is valid for a limited time. So imagine that you say, okay, this alias needs to be valid for two days or for three hours or whatever. You can choose that and you can receive the, the confirmation email and verify with the company that you exist and that you, you are the person they, they believe you are. And um, after that, the email address is uh, destroyed. So when, sent, when that particular email address is, sent for uh, is used, for example, for spam, then it just bounces because it, after the, the time it is valid, it's uh, really deleted. So it, email is not accepted anymore on that particular In the uh, context of a address. newsletter, though, why would we want the alias to go away? Sometimes you need to, um, yeah, perhaps the newsletter is a, is a wrong example because you have to, uh, to receive an email. But sometimes for a service, you have to, uh, to apply for and, and you have to uh, uh, yeah, confirm your, uh, your existence to receive a login, for example. And if you receive that login, you, know, you can log in into that service. But usually for um, uh, confirming that fact, you sh not in all cases you should use your uh, main email address. You've yeah. talked about that start mail, start page, actually. I know we're talking about start mail, but we're talking, you talked about how the integration of start page works with Google. So if you're doing a search, for example, I would go in for, let's say I'm, I'm searching uh, ducks and I go into start page and I put in ducks. I could actually go into Google, but using start page. So I could hit Google when I go into start page and then inside Google, I could put ducks. Does Google know I'm there? If you search for a start, start page, uh, Google doesn't know that you are there because we are, you can see it as a, a, a proxy, which is in between the user and Google. So the only thing what Google will see is the search term and we'll see our IP address of start, start, of start page. And um, the user is completely out of that picture. So there is no profile built any, in any sense uh, in, in this, uh, this situation. Is that so true also with YouTube? With uh, YouTube, that, that's not searching, right? So if you go... Well, people search YouTube videos and it's owned by Google. Right. But then, yeah, but then you search via the... I mean, you can't search for... I mean, searching means that you uh, send your search query to Google or Yahoo or whatever search engine you use. And that's different from using a site, a website and playing, uh, for example, uh, YouTube uh, movies, right? So if you go to, if, if you can search for a YouTube film and that's displayed in the start page result page and that result page is entirely private from a perspective of Google only knows the, or you know, any other search engine, engine only knows your uh, knows our IP address not yours so that means that uh, searching for a YouTube film and you s you see it into the uh, result page of start page then you're still secure and 
it's not added to any profile at all. If you click on a result, you go directly to a particular page. Although we have another feature in start page and that's called the proxy. So if you click on, and that's, that's displayed behind every uh, link. And if you click on the proxy, you go to a website and you're still secured. So that website would not see your IP address. So you would be hidden from that particular website as well. I understand that start page and start mail have what you call the European privacy seal. What is it and why should people who see that, what should we tell ourselves about that? Well, in the beginning when we started with start page and, and offering privacy, it's we got a lot of questions about, or it's, uh, a lot of times uh, people were asking about uh, how do we know that you really do what you say you do, i.e. not storing my personal information. And we um, received the uh, European privacy seal back in 2008 in the area between 2008 and now it has been renewed several times and that was a way for us to prove that we really do what we do so we don't store any data and the european privacy seal is a technical audit a legal audit it took us i think it was around seven months to receive that and to to prepare for receiving that because uh, there are uh, many many rules procedural wise technically um, before you receive that uh, that seal, so we got we received that in uh, back in two thousand eight, and it helped us a, a lot because we could prove to the audience that we really offer privacy, because everybody can say that they do something, but how do you prove that? I want you to talk about the different countries of the world, the security the security protections relative to data. I understand that the Netherlands is one of the places in the world that has actual boots on the ground, structural protections of data. There's laws protecting people's data. But some people say those laws are changing. Are you concerned? Yeah, of course, we keep a close eye on that. For the search engine that is, uh, and of course, you know, when you connect to our search engine, we use SSL connection. Uh, and that means that there is a, a secure tunnel created from your computer to our services. Um so that is encrypted, and um, we don't store any information uh, on the search engine side. So, yeah, it, I'm, it, it's important that that the, the law is also protecting it. But we, for example, we never can offer a government, you know, a set of data of a certain user, for example, uh, the, what he searched for in the last two years, because we don't have, you simply don't have that information. So that is uh, that is. Yeah, uh, one of the uh, uh, securities you have as a user. We don't have any information on the ser- search engine at all. No IP address, no what- whatsoever, even no search terms from people, although they were anonymized. But uh, yeah, laws are subject to, to change. And of course, there are um, voices here in the Netherlands that say that we have to have more strict uh, legislation because of protecting ourselves against terrorism and and uh, pedophiles and and those kind of things. But at this moment in time, that is not a law yet, and uh, we keep a close eye on that and 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 yeah, protect ourselves. And for example, for Start Mail, if it would be necessary to move our servers to a country where the legislation is uh, is uh, is much better, yeah, we could move it. And that's something what we we keep in our in the back of our our minds. But today, that is not applicable at all. 
I was under the impression several years ago that Switzerland, which is a country that's known for its privacy, would also be a good place to have servers. But then after what happened with the banking laws changing in Switzerland, I would figure that if the banking laws are going to change and the people that thought they had private accounts or uh, private monies in Switzerland all of a sudden are suspect and that now could be breached by the United States or who knows who else could breach it. So once the banking area can be breached and you, you lose your privacy in banking, I can't imagine that Switzerland would be what we thought it would be in the data area because it used to be known as a place yeah. to have a secure, you know, to secure your data. It was one of the best in the world. What do you think about that? And do you think I'm wrong in, in my current understanding of where Switzerland's at. Yeah, but I think in these times, every country is yeah needs to protect themselves against uh, terroristic attacks and so on. So that means that in every country, there's a lot of discussion going on how far such a law should go. And that's still pending. And even in Switzerland, that's going on. In the Netherlands, that's going on. That's in every country going on. Although the Netherlands is one of the best countries privacy-wise at this moment in time. and it Even better than Iceland? Iceland, Iceland, Iceland is pretty good. considered pretty good. Yeah, that's true. Norway, same, because it's outside of the European Union. Those kind of things you have to think about. And uh, again, for example, for the search engine, we don't store any information. So there's nothing. And, and you, you can protect yourself, you know, uh, the way you connect to a search engine uh, or to any site. Uh, so that helps. Um, yeah, and it's an ongoing thing. It's not that we have built technology to protect our users' privacy. It's something what's, what's, what's moving and what's developing, and we need to react on those kind of situations. I would like you to talk to the audience about the distinction between end-to-end encryption and server-side encryption. I think it's a really important distinction you made earlier in our conversation this morning, and I'd like you to talk a little bit about that to the audience. End-to-end encryption in the browser, because that's what I have to say or have to add. In the browser, end-to-end encryption actually doesn't exist because end-to-end encryption, and now we get a little technical, end-to-end encryption needs to, in the browser, needs to use JavaScript. And JavaScript is considered as not being secure for encryption at all. I won't go into the technical details. Uh, we have written a white paper for StartMail, which you can uh, which you can download. You can find a link on our uh, homepage, the startmail.com homepage. Uh, if you go go all to the bottom, you find uh, a link to the technical white paper. And there we have explained why end-to-end encryption is not really existing for uh, for browsers. Uh, having said that. We offer a way to use end-to-end encryption with StartMail. And we are IMAP compatible. So if you install a PGP plugin on your uh, Apple Mail or Thunderbird or uh, any email client where there is an add-on available for for encryption, you can do that. And that is the real end-to-end encryption because then your private key stays on your uh, PC and a lot of technical-oriented people consider that as being the only way to be real, real, 100% uh, secure from a perspective of where does the private key lives because the private key is yeah is the main key to decrypt and encrypt uh, an email or to, to, to decrypt an email. And yeah, that, that is the, for technical people very easy to do. For 
common people installing plugins and those kind of things are very hard to do. And the user's PC is the most vulnerable for attacks. And it's, it's as a user, an ordinary user, you very often don't know how to protect your PC against attacks. If you're under attack, of a, a very creative hacker, you know, they can do anything and you won't notice. So, and of course you run a virus scanner and, and, and those kind of things, but it is not enough. And what we say is we do server-side encryption. And what we say is we know how to protect your key pair on our servers. And that means uh, when I talk about key pair, don't forget that the key pair is encrypted as well. Talk about the server side. What does that mean? Translate that down first, if you would. Yeah, the server side means that we decrypt uh, the emails on our servers instead of on the user's device. And keep in mind that protecting your device is very hard for a lot of people. Uh, for technical people, it's, yeah, it's controlled more or less because they know how to do that. But for the ordinary people, that's, that's hard. So it could be that end-to-end -end encryption even introduces an, an, an extra factor, an extra vulner vulnerability factor, actually. So we know how to protect the, uh, the key of the user. And you can count on the fact that we do that very, very carefully. And we have built our systems uh, based on the privacy by design principle. So yeah, security is, is number one because you can imagine that a service like Startmail is subject to uh, attackers, of course, because we claim that we are secure. So we have, uh, of course, we have uh, put a lot of effort uh, into the security side of building our systems. But that's a purely technical kind of thing. Phil Zimmerman, who built PGP, Pretty Good Privacy, built a fabulous product and paid dearly for it for many, many years. He was the NSA went after him because they didn't want PGP to be existing mm -hmm. in the world. And yet I had, in 2007, I was asked to use PGP. And it was so complicated for me. I'm not a programmer. I'm unfamiliar with it. I couldn't use it to receive sensitive documents. So I really think you're doing a great service to the work of Phil Zimmerman by having made PGP accessible to people. Because the, the, it's really not about the, the technical really should be in the background. What you did is you made it user-friendly and you made it accessible to people like me and anybody else who has sensitive documents or you're in the middle of contracts with people and you don't want that all over the place. It's a real service that you've done and a kind of an honor to the founder of PGP by doing what you did. And I'm sure he knows about Startmail. Yeah, we talk uh, frequently to uh, to Phil. And uh, yeah, of course, we ask for, the, for advice as well. And um, yeah, it's a very interesting person to talk to, of course, because he is the uh, the father, actually, of, uh, of PGP encryption. Yes, he indeed. invented the uh, the mechanism quite a long time ago. And, um, yeah, it is it is our mission, you know, to make this mainstream. And for, for 27 years, it has been a technical kind of way to communicate from A to B. And our mission is to make this user-friendly. And, yeah, people can use it seamlessly. One of the things that happened when the new president came into the United States, and I'm not a political person, I'm not making a political statement, but I just want to say that depending who's in power at the time in each country, a president could come in and demand that all phones, all email, all communication be encrypted or decrypted, not just decrypted, but encrypted. You can't, yeah. 
You can't, you can't secure through encryption anything. And this is one of the things that's going on is that there's so many changes happening in so many different countries. I know when there was a terrorist event in San Bernardino, California, and Apple didn't want to unlock their whole network, mm -hmm. it became a big brouhaha. And I can't remember, I think it was uh, then Donald J. Trump as a person was saying, I think it was during when he was running, that he would force Apple to decrypt the whole network. And, you know, when you see people die and you see things that happen, you get it on the news, it's easy to go to the side of this one event or several clusters of events around the world. But billions of people or hundreds of millions of people are vulnerable, more vulnerable to attacks, home invasions, violence, and pure, uh, and pure uh, disruption by having all their data just out there. So I think it's something that people really need to think about and think carefully about. I'm sure you've thought about it as a company, that there may be some countries that put on their books the laws cannot encrypt anything. What do you think about that? And do you know of countries like that? Yeah, well, probably the most important feature, if you may call it a feature, of our, of our company and, and product is the fact that we, we are based in Europe. We are a Dutch company for Startmill, for example, where we keep inboxes of course so there is there's personal data in those inboxes because we have to to maintain the the inbox of our users the the, the um, start page is different because we don't store any data so there is no data at all but we are dutch company so we are under dutch uh, legislation and probably that is the most important feature or or fact that we are uh, we are operating against uh, dutch law and that's completely different than, for example, an American company who is operating under the Patriot Act because every American company is under the Patriot Act. And the Patriot Act makes it possible for the government to do anything they like. And that is a big, big difference. And therefore, people everywhere in the world should consider using uh, European services instead of uh, U.S. services. and It's uh, sad but true. It's it, really it is, where it's at yeah, now. Yeah. It's so overreaching what's going on. I just can't, even, even if people, let's say we're not talking about inventors and we're not talking about politicians and we're not talking about what, public figures, you're just simply talking about securing your data for life. In other words, you have a protocol, kind of like brushing your teeth, flossing your teeth, taking care of your teeth. You have a protocol every day of doing that with your data. You make sure that your data is clean, that you are storing it properly, it's being taken care of properly, because the changing political and economic climates it can change on a dime in a minute. Yeah. yeah, right, right. And once the information is out there, yeah, uh, you don't know what, what's happening with it right so therefore it's so important that uh, and 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 we believe you know the fact that we are a european and uh, dutch uh, company that makes a huge difference even for the search engine because although we have servers in the united states you could choose by the way to use dutch servers if you like but we are under uh, uh, dutch jurisdiction so that means that if a government somewhere in the world needs to have information about somebody, uh, a citizen or whatsoever, they need to go through the Dutch legal system. So there needs to be a Dutch judge who finally would force, could force us, because we are not under or above the law. 
So if, for example, a government believes that they should have the information from us, for example, is this user using your search engine? What is his search query? Uh, well, first, we don't have that information uh, for, from the history. But if we will be forced in any way or form, it needs to go through the Dutch court. And uh, by the way, that never happened still uh, till now. And not for start page and not for start mail. So, yeah, it, 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 it is the best protection you can get. And it's a huge difference compared to the Patriot Act. We think it's normal because we are we are Dutch company. We believe that we, we, we yeah it's kind of uh, something which is uh, which is every day just a common fact that we are Dutch. But it's a huge and a very important privacy factor. Talk a little bit about the recent developments. If there's anything you'd like to share with the public, I mean, I interviewed you seven years ago, and talk a little bit about if there's anything you'd like to share with the public about some of the developments that you can talk about now that's happened in the last couple of years or that may be upcoming? Yeah, you will see some new upcoming features uh, in start page and, and you have probably seen those. For example, we uh, display maps uh, much more severe than in the past. So if you search for a certain city, you uh, you you get the, the, the map of the particular city you're searching for. That's um, something what happened in the last half year or something. We are working on increasing the proxy uh, feature uh, big time that will be really a difference of course that's always the case security measurements we have to take and we we are increasing on that so in the, in the next coming months you will see uh, severe new developments in that area from the start mill perspective we are working already for eight months to uh, in fact it's longer but uh, uh, really building is is uh, since the beginning of this year is that we uh, will change our uh, front end so the look and feel of Startmail will be entirely different and will be much, much more... Um, intuitive? In, well, in, yeah, intuitive, and it will be uh, mobile-friendly, of course, because that's something what we need to increase on uh, and we need to make uh, make that more, uh, more severe on mobile devices. And that's uh, coming up uh, uh, probably in uh, uh, Q2 next year, Q1, Q2. I want to go back because I had asked you another question. We were talking about the server side of encryption, and you were talking about the uh, the key. Can mm-hmm. you explain that a little bit a little bit more? Well, that that is the incoming email flow, right? That's what you mean. Uh, yes. So if you, you, I talked about the, and this is just. I mean, privacy is in, in the details, right? Or the devil is in the details. Absolutely. When I, I told you that your vault is entirely closed when you log out. But imagine you're on holiday and you don't log in for two weeks or for, for a day or for whatever. Ima- uh, when an email arrives for your inbox five minutes from now, the vault is closed. So we cannot deliver the email into the vault. We, we just need to keep it till you open the vault and then we can put it into your vault and display it in your inbox. What we did, we had a very, we, we developed a very clever way of receiving that email and immediately encrypt that email with a separate PGP key. I won't make it more complex than necessary in this uh, in this interview but as soon as the vault is opened we could decrypt it and put it back into your uh, inbox. So if an email arrives and you do not log, imagine that you do not log in for, for years, then the e- incoming email will be 
encrypted and can't be decrypted till you open your vault to deliver it. So also the incoming emails during your vault is closed are encrypted. Those kind of features are and, and technical measures actually to protect the privacy of our users is uh, is 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 built in a in an effective way and again i i spoke about that uh, so uh, while white they're paper. in waiting they're basically encrypted they're encrypted right so and they can't be decrypted till you open your vault right and you can read more about this in our white paper as well because uh, yeah privacy is transparency right so what we have done, we have written a white paper in which we describe the decisions we took while developing StartMail because there are always different ways of implementing technical features and, and there, there might be trade-offs or there might be advantages do, to do it another way. And that's what we described in our white paper. So even if you're, so if you're more uh, technical oriented, it's a very interesting document because that's the transparency we, we offer our users. Have you ever had an email come into the vault and be lost, and would you know it? Well, <laughs> it's uh, It's like a paradoxical my, yeah, question. It's, yeah, well, it's... So if it's, an email, let's say I send, I okay, you send me an email, it's in the vault, mm-hmm. and I go, and, and I haven't opened the vault yet. No, so it's not in the vault then. So where does it go? Right? Where does it go while it's sitting encrypted somewhere? Where is it? It's in our system waiting to be delivered. So where it's exactly, I don't know. I'm not a, Is it? I'm no, not no, no. I didn't mean that. I mean, is it encrypted in your system? Yeah, of so course. It's, okay. It's encrypted in your system before it even gets to the vault. Yep. That I then open. Yep. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. And once you open the vault, we can decrypt it because the key pair, the, the, the private key of this incoming mechanism is in your vault. So before you open your vault we cannot get access to that private key so we cannot decrypt the uh, incoming email and every individual incoming email is encrypted individually i and wish you and phil zimmerman could work on the voting systems in america because yeah. they're all hackable yeah. and they all have man in the middle potential interfaces for attacks yeah. that's the reason in the netherlands we still have to vote with a pen and paper with a uh, yeah with a pencil because we we had some uh, we we had a, a digital way to do that a couple of years ago and then it was proven it was hacked and yeah uh, our entire democracy is uh, dependent on on these kind of mechanisms very so important. very uh, important very important yeah that's great we that's still great. have a red pencil to vote in the netherlands and yeah it will be changing some days probably but it needs to be secure so i don't see how you can do that in a way perhaps uh, Encryption can help, but it is it is a very sensitive process. After all these years of being with StartMail and StartPage and going through the whole evolution from the beginning uh, in the search area, where are you now when you look at the world in your position, having these two products that are major and very different in a world that is appearing to be morphing into a surveillance global uh, apparatus? Yeah, what I said before is that privacy is our our mission, our company mission. That means that we are, in, in every decision we take, privacy is key for any product. 
So uh, having said that, we, okay, start page is, is, is developing and, and search is search. And of course, we do maintenance and we create new features, but it's, it's, a, it's a running product, so to speak. Start mail, we have, what I told before, is that we have um, redesigned that entirely. Not visible yet, but will become uh, soon. And we have, of course, since we are, are live in for three and a half years with start mail, we have learned really a lot about features being requested about security about how to make your uh, email system severe in the sense of compatibility with other clients compatibility with pgp clients it's an open world so there are a lot of influences in this product what needs to work and compatibility is in technical terms always a difficult thing because you need to connect and you need to communicate to applications which are built by other people where we don't have any control over. And of course there are standards and we are applying to those standards, but there are very often small differences, small tweaks, small yeah, uh, incompatibility uh, things, uh, items or issues. And then th you need to solve that. So we have done a lot of work to to make just make it work. So that's in there. And uh, yeah, especially the experience we have with how to build a secure system and how to make sure that the system is scalable, how to make sure that the system is, is, is ready for future developments, because that is a very important thing. Yeah, that changed over time. And uh, in the whole new setup, yeah, we have taken that into account. So we are really, really re ready for, for, for the coming years, so to speak. That's great. I want to talk a little bit about um, other competitors out there in this privacy world on an email level that are maybe saying they're doing exactly what you're doing. Is that true? And it's just a different company with different uh, applications and features. When people say we're doing privacy too, we're emails private. How do you know, how does the public distinguish between what you're doing and what other providers are saying they're doing? Because well, they hear yeah. it's the same. Yeah, they are the same. And um, it's very important to, to look into the details. So read about it. And don't take everything for truth. We'll give uh, an example right. of one discerning factor between, let's say, Startmail and other providers. How would I, as a consumer, look to know what, even know what to look for? Yeah. Because you're an experienced user. This is your space. You know, this is your, this is a long-standing space you're in, the privacy world. And people in the privacy world know what to look for, but we don't know what to look for. So what should we look for? One of the uh, important aspects is, is check out how, how long the company already exists, right? Because what I told before is that we, we built our products around privacy and security. So that is that is that that is something you can trust on. Therefore, and and privacy in the end is trust. In the end, it's a technical product. You don't you can't see what's going on in the background, and you need to trust the service. That's in in any privacy friendly and 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 easy to use application. You need finally to trust the company behind it. Although we created as much transparency as we could and we go that's it's a very important aspect of our whole uh, product offering to be transparent about choices about you know what do we do what what how is it set up and 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 what are the consequences of of emailing to somebody else and and so on so that is one of the most important guarantees if i may talk about guarantees uh, you can get but 
yeah, in the end, uh, look into the details. Check it out. And very often it's a technical thing. Like, um, like what? Like, some- like, like, for example, end-to-end encryption. I mean... That is that is a, a kind of a, a kind of a, a verb almost nowadays, but be sure that you looked into the details because in the browser it's hard, it's very hard to to guarantee, and you can't actually at this today. And of course, you know the, the technology uh, develops, but today that's something. Uh, yeah, you have to to and and dig into it a little bit yourself and go as far as you want to go and look at how long the company exists if you trust that company because in the end privacy is always trust and yeah we have we have a start page and start mill more and more we have a, a, a quite a large user base uh, we do for example for start page around six million searches a day which is uh, compared to the other search engines not so much but in in absolute sense it's quite some it's really a severe operation and yeah that that is uh, something people will will see and yeah of course you know the amount of users using a service says something that's also uh, yeah and and how for example the media writes about uh, a specific service so it, it's it's hard to of course you know i say you can trust us because uh, i know how it's developed and i know the people who developed it but as a user that's difficult that's true, but you can. Uh, you but can. There are certain parts of the structure of what you have set up, where you are, what your mission is about, what how the company has developed and evolved over time, and what you're paying attention to and yep. putting money and time and energy into, is a part of what we would look at. Yeah. Do you have any knowledge of the Electronic Frontier Foundation? Are you familiar with them? I know them. Yeah. Right. Because they work in the area of privacy too. Yeah. And you know yep. everybody has to work together on what's what's happening. Yeah. Yep. And of course, we know uh, we know that organization, uh, and we work together if possible. Sometimes we get questions, or there are events where we cooperate. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, but there are a lot of privacy organizations around, and more and more we work together with those, especially also in the Netherlands. Yeah, in the United Kingdom, Privacy International, for example. So yes, we are uh, cooperating with those as much as possible. That's great. Do you want to talk about that event with Edward Snowden? Yeah. Last talk a little bit about that. Give us a context and share. Because yeah, I mean, a lot of yeah. people love him, even though a lot of people feel he did something terrible. I happen to be glad that he did what he did. I feel very bad about what happened to him and what's happening to him. But share a little bit about that event. Yeah. We, we were involved in the uh, uh, premiere of the uh, Snowden movie in the United States. And we had some contacts in that area. And we thought it was a good idea to do the same in the Netherlands. And we discussed that with the So we asked uh, the lawyer of Snowden, and uh, he said yes. Uh, so we had a very nice event where we invited privacy-minded the Netherlands into the Theater Tuschinski, uh, a very nice theater in Amsterdam. And um, so we the the, the movie was uh, was uh, attended. And after the movie, there were some uh, there were two brief uh, explanations about Startpage and and, uh, Amnesty International, which cooperated in that event. And then uh, Edward Snowden appeared uh, on the screen, which was 
for us a very exciting moment because yeah we believe that Edward Snowden is is uh, is is a hero from the perspective of getting letting the world know what's 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 happening behind the scenes but before those revelations we didn't know and so now we are uh, a democracy again because we know so we can change it we can change our lives we can change our behavior so um that's a, that's a very um yeah that has been a very exciting event and uh, so there was we, we asked the public for questions uh, they wanted to ask Edward Snowden so we made a selection out of that and that was asked uh, on the screen so we had a very nice hour together with Edward Snowden right and um, yeah it's it's in in, in the privacy uh, area it's it's a big name and um, it was a very pleasant conversation, uh, I could say. Yeah, that's great. Well, I just want you to know that I really love the work that you're doing, and I'm very appreciative because for the first time since the development of PGP, which was mostly inaccessible to the average person, now you can have private contracts. You have the potential to have documents go back and forth privately. You can have usable encryption and um, you can search without everything you're searching being tracked and without becoming a target and uh, I just really want to thank you and thanks Startpage and thanks Startmail and I'm so glad I came to meet you and see your company and meet your team and to be out here in the Netherlands at The Hague. How do you pronounce it The Hague? The Hague it's the called Hague. in the Netherlands it's called Den Haag. But uh, we, we call it usually the Hague <laughs> in the uh, American language. No, it was a pleasure to uh, to uh, have you here in our office. And uh, if any listener uh, have any question to us, please uh, ask them uh, to our uh, support um, email address, su- uh, support at startmail.com. We, every e- incoming email we will answer within uh, 24 hours. So you always will get an answer. And yeah, if uh, the first line can't answer your question, you know, we are uh, very happy to answer it from the second line. That's what we're doing here from The Hague. So yes, uh, if there are any, any questions, uh, please, or any requests for features, for example, or IDs, Please let us know. And if you if you're coming in to start mail or start page, having listened to this show, and you want to let them know that's how you heard about start page or start mail, you can put its rainmaking time in the either the subject area or in the body of the text. And I just really want to thank you and let you know that when good things are coming together, we say it's rainmaking time. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Alex Von Estrin. Yeah, very well. Uh, from Start Mill. <laughs> God pronouncing that last name. Let's say your last name. I, I will explain it. I, I will pronounce it in Dutch. It's Alex Von Estrin. Alex Von Estrin. Yeah, well, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> very well. Thank you very much. It's rainmaking time. You're welcome. If you would like to hear more shows from It's Rainmaking Time, go to itsrainmakingtime.com. You can also hear us on Rain, It's Rainmaking Time at iTunes and It's Rainmaking Time at YouTube. This is Kim Greenhouse. It's been a pleasure and an honor to be here. Thanks for listening.